Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of Shamelessly Unapologetic with me, your host, Alana Pinsky. So this week is a solo episode, and I wanted to dive into the pressures of being a content creator, how it can impact our mental health, well, at least my mental health, because I know not everyone listening here is a content creator, and talking a little bit more about burnout and how dealing with ADHD comes into huge play with this. And just in addition to like other challenges I've talked about on this podcast, there's just a whole nother aspect of content creation that really weighs heavily on me. And that is the pressure to create visually appealing content while also being consistent and conforming to all of these rules that I feel like is placed on being a content creator. Before I get into all of that with this episode, we always start off with life updates from yours truly, me, Alana, as I do in every single solo episode. And I think one of the biggest life updates that really inspired me to talk about this topic for this podcast is that last week I just announced that I am very burnt out on YouTube and I uploaded a 12 minute long video. You can go ahead and watch it. I'll even see if I can link it in the description down below so you can watch it because I feel like it really ties in together with what I'm going to talk about later on in this episode. I decided that I'm going to not be uploading for the month of April on YouTube. I realized this was going to be necessary for me when I started having breakdowns in the middle of me editing videos. It was not fun. I wasn't enjoying it like I used to. And I realized, you know what, Alana? I think you're burnt out. I've been on YouTube for almost six years. It'll be six years coming up in August. I just think like a lot of the pressure has really gotten to me. Like really, really gotten to me. And it doesn't really help when I'm searching for a new full-time job and the job market is just an absolute dumpster fire right now and I am simply just trying to do my best out here. Trying to do a lot of content on top of my part-time job and then job hunting, my podcast and just everything else, I hit a breaking point. I feel like a lot of YouTubers kind of hit a breaking point or they feel like they hit a wall when it comes to creating content and they feel like they need to take a step back. They have to avoid from posting on the internet. Now I still am posting on the internet, just not on YouTube. And I probably won't even post shorts on YouTube just because like, I wanna stick to my word by not uploading on YouTube. And so when the pressure got to me, A lot of it stemmed from my own niche, which is about like navigating life in Portland. And one thing that I mentioned in that video is that it takes a lot of time and energy to run around the city and go from like point A to point B to point C just to film all these locations and create some sort of storyline for my audience and to make a video out of it. It's very time consuming and I felt like I was driving myself crazy and that I simply needed to reevaluate and think to myself, do I want to keep making Portland content for the rest of my YouTube career? And I love making local based content, but 
what people don't realize is that it's a lot. And so that was basically like what the whole 12 minute long video was about, was talking about how burnt out I was, how I'm tired, how it's draining, filming local based content wherever I go. And I'm debating whether or not I want to continue with that niche or do I even really want to have a niche at all? I'm still trying to figure that out. So it's April 11th as I'm recording this episode and I still haven't really thought about like how I want to go back to YouTube next month if I go back to YouTube next month. I mean I will be returning back to YouTube because I love YouTube and I have so much fun making videos but at the same time if there gets to a point where I'm not enjoying something then clearly that says a lot and that's going to show in my videos and that's something that I don't want to do. So that was a decision that I had to make for myself and that was a really hard decision. And honestly, that's been like the biggest life update with me is feeling burnt out and just taking a break from uploading videos because nothing else has really happened in my life over the past two weeks. Like I'm still looking for jobs. It's still a nightmare. There's really nothing else to talk about. Nothing much has happened, but I felt like that was a pretty big change in my life that I wanted to talk about and I felt like there were certain things that I could talk more about on the podcast which is the pressures that come with being a content creator especially when it comes to lack of motivation dealing with mental health issues me in particular like ADHD is a huge one for me because that really really impacts my ability to create I also talked about in that 12 minute long video that I have had a couple gastroparesis flare-ups and when I do that, when I'm editing videos, I get flare-ups and that prevents me from continuing to edit and then I upload things later than I want and it basically makes me feel disorganized, everything feels really chaotic and that I don't have control over what I'm doing and that's exactly what I want to avoid. I want to be able to like find my creative spark again and to be able to get over this rut, to get over the pressure. So one thing that I've recently like got inspired by to talk more about like pressures with content creators, specifically with aesthetics and just making visually appealing content in general. I want to talk about this because I feel like over the past couple of years, especially with like content like TikTok videos Instagram reels, even on YouTube, aesthetic culture is huge, especially amongst Gen Z. And I know last year I did an episode on like finding your aesthetic. And I do believe like everyone should still find their aesthetic. But when I made that episode, that wasn't about creating content. That's just for your own personal life. So you can find something fulfilling that helps you self-express yourself the way that you want. And I feel like having your own little personal aesthetic is just a nice touch to your life. And aesthetic is very subjective. So one thing that really inspired me to really dive deep into this topic was this new app. So I don't know if you've heard of it. I know it's going to become viral in the next couple of months, like just you wait. But it's this new app by ByteDance, which is the parent company of TikTok called Lemonade. So Lemonade basically is like Instagram. You can post photos and even repurposed TikTok videos. And you can create text and graphics and make it really pretty. 
and it's supposed to make things more genuine and authentic but people are still making it very aesthetic and it's still very niche based and there's a lot of creators on there who are basically saying this is what I want to see out of this app called Lemonade and a lot of the things that I see these creators write is that I'm looking for people who don't have a niche. I want to be following people who aren't influencers. I want to be following people who don't create aesthetic content. And it's funny because when I look at these posts, they're still very much influencers. They still have followings. They're also shouting out like how many followers they're getting out in a week. And I feel like this app is going to lose its meaning soon. I do think it's a cool app because it allows you to express your creativity through pictures that you can't do on Instagram. But I'm gonna be honest, I think Instagram is gonna immediately catch on and they're gonna let you do the exact same thing that you can do on Lemonade onto Instagram, like watch it. Watch Instagram try to ruin Lemonade. It's it's probably gonna happen in some way, but when I open it up, it looks like it's Pinterest in a way. And it's not clickable links, it's just carousels of pictures with graphics and it's still very aesthetic and people are saying, well, I don't want that. And you know, this is what got me thinking, like as a content creator, aesthetics do play a significant role in our work. And when it comes to creating like visually stunning images or aesthetically pleasing videos or just creating something that's very curated, like a cohesive feed on social media, there really is a lot of pressure and there is a lot of expectations to create content that's very polished. I will say I can definitely really relate to this because when I was posting on Instagram back in like 2018, 2019, and even parts of 2017, I had learned a lot of tips and tricks from a really toxic Instagram coach. I will not say her name, but she was really awful to work with. She was very gaslighty. She honestly made me feel worse about myself. But she would always like teach her students that you need to be uploading every single day. You need to constantly be engaging with at least three to five accounts. You need to be liking their pictures. You need to be leaving comments and that's how you grow a following. And it was a lot of work. I mean, I work a full-time job. I was working nine to five in an office. And or when I when, even just not with my office job, when I was an ABA therapist, I was going from point A to point B to point C, traveling all over the city. I didn't really have a lot of downtime. And by the time I would get home, I was pooped. And like engaging on Instagram was the last thing that I wanted to do. And she would basically like see that as an excuse. Like I'm not allowed to be tired because if I want to grow my Instagram account, I have to push through my tiredness, get over that mindset. And it's like, well, it's 9.30 p.m. I'm on the verge of falling asleep, so fuck you, right? But no, I, I felt like a lot of pressure and she was also telling us like, you need to be consistent with your posting. Your feed needs to be very curated and cohesive. You need to find your own aesthetic. And basically she taught us about like Lightroom filters and trying to make that feed put together. And honestly, just a couple weeks ago, I'm starting to really try to break out of that because I had been pressured 
and I felt so gaslit by this person even though I like stopped following her on social media like I don't engage or interact with her content anymore because I just felt like she is very aggressive and she's not very nice to her students and you can be honest with your students and help them but when you're gonna be really mean and gaslighty about it that I have an issue with and so I couldn't take it anymore I still will make cover photos for my reels just because I do want my feet to look still nice, but I don't want it to look like I didn't put any effort into my social media because I do care about putting out quality content and I do care about showing that I have effort into what I post. And as someone with ADHD, over time I've realized that I've started to struggle with meeting these expectations consistently. ADHD really affects my ability to focus on details, to stay organized, and to maintain a clear vision for my content. Now, there have been some ways that I've been able to overcome this. I am all about the planning. Like I have a physical paperback planner that I write in, and there is a calendar in there where I, where I do write out what videos I'm gonna post that day and when and where I'm gonna film. Because if I don't plan that out, I will fail. And then there really won't be a clear vision for like my videos or any content that I upload onto social media. And even with Instagram, I had a whole ass content calendar on what I was going to post every single fucking day, seven days a week. What was I going to do that post about? And... I was consistent with that up until like mid 2020 and then once the pandemic hit, oh my god, everything changed. And that is kind of where I realized like I didn't want to be as consistent anymore with uploading on Instagram. I really just wanted to focus on making YouTube videos. And that's kind of when I just stopped giving a fuck about my following and growing a following on Instagram because YouTube was just more of a type priority for me. For me, it was about getting my first 1,000 subscribers. And it took me a year after that. I felt like I still had some setbacks in 2020. But I did hit my goal. I do have at least 1,000 subscribers on YouTube. And I'm actually very close to getting to 2,000 now. I'm like 110 subscribers away from getting to 2,000 subscribers. So if you're listening to this, Make sure you subscribe to me on YouTube. Little shameless plug right there. Help me get to that goal. Because it took me four fucking years just to get to 1,000 subscribers. And now my time has reduced to almost two years of getting a thousand subscribe another a thousand subscribers. So I'm hoping that like over time I will continue to see a more progressive trajectory and growth because I have seen that. It's still been very slow, but it has increased. And that's been very cool to see. Anyways, I'm totally getting off topic with what I was trying to say. But basically, it was just challenging overall to be consistent with visually pleasing content, specifically on Instagram, and meeting these standards that I felt like marketing and Instagram coaches kept setting for ourselves and what was supposed to align with our creative vision. And then once Gen Z rolled in and then TikTok became bigger, TikTok videos started to get better with quality. Because when I first joined TikTok, it was at towards the end of 2019, it was literally just like teenagers dancing, it was funny videos, 
The video quality still wasn't the best. People were using a lot of special effects in weird ways where it would kind of hurt the quality of your videos. And then over time, creators kind of found what worked for them and how to make things prettier, more aesthetically pleasing. And then aesthetic culture just totally took over. And then it started to make, I guess, non-influencers feel frustrated because they felt like they can't relate to aesthetic lifestyles because everything you see on social media, especially on TikTok, is very beige and white homes with lots of natural light, lots of windows, pretty kitchens. And part of me feels like social media kind of made me feel like that was the kind of home that I had to have. But I will say I worked hard for it. Like I was able to finally afford a studio on my own where I can have this pretty white aesthetic kitchen and that I finally was able to decorate a place to myself to make it aesthetic. But for the longest time as a creator, there was nothing aesthetic about my apartment in San Francisco that I lived in for two years in the sunset. It was like the ugliest apartment you could possibly imagine. I mean, there was brown everywhere. And my bathroom was just old from like the 70s where it was like this ugly greenish blue color. It was not cute. And I had to work with what I had. And I tried to find ways to make it look as visually appealing as I could. But, you know, there were times where I felt like there were frustrations and self-doubt. And I questioned whether or not was my content good enough or even visually appealing to my audience because I didn't have this aesthetic place to live in. When I moved into a new apartment in 2020 in the Haight-Ashbury, my room became more aesthetic. I had half of a bay window, more natural light, and that's when I started to kind of feel more at peace, but I felt like it still wasn't good enough because the rest of my apartment still wasn't aesthetic, and I'm saying that in finger quotes. And then when I moved into another apartment, I felt a little bit better. The living room was still getting a lot of good natural light. It had a bay window. This was when I was living in Inner Richmond, but the living room was just all over the place. There was no design to it. And then my bedroom was the only thing that felt aesthetic. The kitchen was like, meh. But it, basically what I'm saying is like, I never had a place that was just fully aesthetic that was gonna be good for creating content. And I would definitely compare myself to other creators that I was seeing on YouTube or TikTok being like, when am I gonna have a place that looks pretty? And then when I moved to my first place in Portland, I just still felt like I wasn't getting that. Now, there was nothing wrong with the house that I lived in, my first house. It lived in a great neighborhood. Again, it was still hard to make things aesthetic, but I had to work with what I got. And then now I feel like I kind of have that aesthetic dream apartment. Obviously, there are things that I wish that I had more improvements with, but it works for me now. But at the time, I was so jealous of all these creators. And now that I have what I want, it's funny because sometimes I feel like I'm still not good enough. I still feel pressure to create aesthetically pleasing content because sometimes I felt like it limited my creativity and my ways of self-expression. I feel like that's how a lot of creators feel in general. So I wanted to go back to the whole lemonade thing really quick because... A lot of these complaints were things that these girls were posting on the app were talking about. They don't want to be an aesthetic creator. 
they can't compare that they're a normal person. And I'm thinking, what the fuck is a normal person? Influencers are still technically normal people. Yeah, they may have more followers than you. Yeah, they potentially probably have more money than you. But they're still people. And I didn't really like that there was a lot of like influencer shaming, that there was a lot of aesthetic shaming and niche shaming because there's absolutely nothing wrong with having a niche. And I will talk more about the pressures of like having a niche as well. But I wanted to share something that I did post on my Lemonade account. And it's a picture of me from when I was in Israel in this really pretty pink bathroom at one of the bars that I went to called Fantastic. And the graphic says, you're still being aesthetic. And I just wanted to share with you what I wrote. I said, I hate to break it to you, but you're still being aesthetic. Some people really aren't going to like what I have to say here. Aesthetic is subjective. However, when you use Lemonade as a creative outlet, as you totally should, you are still creating your own aesthetic. When you add cute text and doodles to your graphics, that automatically creates an aesthetic to your pictures and shows off your creativity. Please don't confuse being creative and using cute things to stand out as being aesthetic. People are simply drawn to visually appealing things. However, that doesn't mean you can't use what you got to make something awesome in your own unique way. I'm seeing way too many people on this app saying that they want to be authentic and not be into the aesthetics. You can still be authentic while being creative and making things look visually appealing. However, you still have to put an effort into your content. Post what you want, but have a purpose and intention with your content so it inspires, brings value, and builds community. I've been a content creator for six years now, and if you keep comparing yourself to others because you don't feel as creative as others or or you lack a visually appealing home, you're going to do yourself a huge disservice. And you have to shift your mindset to be yourself and post whatever makes sense for you without putting others down for being too aesthetic. It's going to get you nowhere on this app, or any other social media platform. So stop caring what others think and show people what you bring to Lemonade. The more pressure you put on yourself, the less enjoyable this will be for you. But please don't put creators down who choose to create aesthetic content because you can't compare. I promise the right audience will find you and love your content. I had those perceptions, right? But I don't think like that anymore. I think more of my pressure that I feel is the consistency and the niching. Because the niching part is where I've had like a really hard time to get away from. And that is kind of where most of my pressure is still affecting me. But I think it's still important to talk about how the pressures to create um, aesthetically pleasing content can really stifle creativity and hinder people's ability to create new ideas and to take risks in our content. And that's exactly something that I'm trying to figure out by potentially no longer doing Portland content as a niche. Now I could still upload shorts onto YouTube and I think that's another thing that I'm going to consider. But there really is a pressure to create perfect content in general, whether it's niche-based or it's visually appealing or whether it's perfect. There's a lot of fear of like imperfection that goes into that and It can make us really hesitant to share something that doesn't meet our standards or social media standards because people feel like, oh, it's not vibrant in this video. I don't want to watch it. It's too dark or I don't like how this video looks. I'm not going to watch it because it's not aesthetic enough. 
And we definitely have gotten into this whole aesthetic culture. And that's why I have to tell these girls on Lemonade that stop fucking comparing yourself. Because you're never going to have fun on this app and you're never going to be successful if you do that. Find ways to make your normal home, and I say that in air quotes because again, what the fuck is a normal home? Find ways to make things work. Because when you say, I'm not aesthetic or I'm just a normal person, all I hear is like, I don't have creativity. And that's the kind of attitude you shouldn't have if you want to post and be a content creator of any kind on any social media platform. I think it's okay to not have a niche. And this is something that, again, I am feeling a lot of pressure with is how do I get away from niche-based content for myself, right? Now, there are different topics that interest me that I will still watch niche-based creators, but I feel like for me, it is starting to affect my creativity and hinder my ability to explore new ideas like I mentioned earlier. I've never really viewed myself as a perfectionist because I'm absolutely not a perfectionist. In fact, paying attention to detail is something that I do not know how to do. And you can thank my ADHD for that because, oh my God, that is like one of the biggest weaknesses of my life is like I will proofread something a couple times and no matter how many times I try to proofread something, there are still mistakes and typos in my content. And if it's like a video that I've already uploaded, there is absolutely nothing I can do about it. It has to stay there and it's so embarrassing. But you know what? It is what it is. Like I'm not a perfectionist. So I'm glad that I haven't let that like stand in my way. Because for me as a content creator, I think what's important is that I strive to create something that is going to authentically represent my vision and what's going to resonate with my viewers um, rather than conforming to these standards of creating something that has to be niche-based because people are only watching my videos for this or creating something because it's visually appealing. I think it's absolutely okay to experiment with different things, to take risks, and to embrace perfections in creating content. And that's something that I hope that I can take into moving forward on YouTube because what matters to me is authenticity and the value that I create and I don't want to meet these dumb arbitrary standards of what my social media content is supposed to be because that pressure has really gotten to me. And what's nice is that in my comments from time to time I see people saying you know even though I subscribed to your San Francisco content and I know you're in Portland now. I still stayed because I like you as a person and I watch your videos for you. And that's exactly what I want and that's exactly what you should want if you are a content creator or you're aspiring to be a content creator because once you do take risks with content or you explore something new, people will still love you for you. And that's why I've always, always talked about the importance of just being authentic in your life in general, whether you're a creator or not, because people are going to love you for you. That's what you bring to the table, and that's what makes people stay. To kind of just wrap things up here, like I know I talk a lot about my health problems and my mental health problems because, like again, with ADHD and gastroparesis, you know, I've learned to become a little bit more forgiving of myself when it comes to 
not being consistent lately with my content. But that's why I think like it's best for me to take this break so I can not feel those pressures anymore. So I can say to myself, you know what, it's okay if I take this month off. It's okay if I'm not going to be consistent for the next couple of weeks because I have to prioritize my mental health. And I also want to be able to make room to prioritize being a creative person. And I'm glad that I've recognized that and I'm giving myself the space to do that because I want to let go of the fear of having a niche-based YouTube channel. I know that's going to be hard to let go of, but you know, it's something that I want to embrace and I want to see what else is out there for me that I can bring. Like what kind of unique perspectives can I share with the world so it makes my viewers happy. And I really hope that will encourage others, especially if you're a content creator or anyone who has ADHD who just struggles with just completing tasks in general. I think what's important is that we all give ourselves grace, especially when it comes to pressures of conforming to different standards that have been set on social media. Perfectionism is not necessary, and I think it's really important that I embrace my unique perspective, you embrace your unique perspective, prioritize your mental health and your own well-being, whether you're on a content creation journey or a personal development journey. I really hope you found this whole like discussion really relatable or helpful because I think for me, this is something that I'm dealing with right now and I am trying to figure out like how to get out of it and burnout does happen a lot within the content creation space and the comparisons and the feeling pressure can lead to that. So I hope that this message will help you to not get to where I am because it took me a really long time to not feel this way until it did. It just came crashing down on me and I don't like it. I will say though, this past weekend, it felt very nice to not have to work on a YouTube video. I can't lie, it felt really good. So I feel like I'm on the right path to getting myself in a better headspace so I can come back with more things to offer to the world. I think I'm gonna wrap up my episode here, but again, I really hope you did enjoy this episode. I encourage you to share it with others who you may think could benefit from it. Feel free to rate us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. That always means a lot and helps my podcast more than you know. And if you ever have an experience that you wanna share with me, feel free to email the podcast at shamelesslyunapologeticpodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at shamelesslyunapologetic. With that, I will see you next week with a brand new episode. Bye!